to the Katarn Collection. My name is Kendall, and with me is my co-host Nick. Hello, everyone. All right. So, uh, for those of you who uh, don't don't know what you're getting into, I, I guess uh, we are a new podcast uh, going game by game through the LucasArts era of Star Wars uh, video games, um, and. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna start. We're just gonna. It's gonna be a monthly format, hopefully, and uh, go go through um, go through a handful of games, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, do, you know, reviewing them and stuff. Great intro, Kendall. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. Um, I guess. Well, I guess since this is the first episode, we should probably like um, explain exactly what we're doing here. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and then introduce ourselves. I suppose. I suppose there is that. Uh, Nick, uh, what, who are you and, uh, and what, uh, and why are you doing this podcast? I'm Nick and I'm doing this <laughs> podcast because Kendall asked me to do the podcast. Um, I've been a video gamer pretty much my entire life since I got the PlayStation 1. I mean, I know a lot of people got into it before, but I was outside, you know, running around doing silly things like getting exercise. But, now I'm here, and I play video games pretty much all the time. It's my main hobby, and I love Star Wars. Uh, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. That's my nerd cred right cool. there. It's not super impressive, but cool. Yeah, and uh, and one of the games you're going to be talking about today gave you some extra exercise, so that's appropriate. Ah, uh, the Force Unleashed. Oh, I don't. Yeah, let's not get into that yet. Um, I have plenty of time to vent my frustration <laughs> there. Well, and uh, my name is Kendall. I. Uh, also, big fan of the Star Wars uh, everything. Um, I am much less of a gamer than most people, but uh, I I do um, I do I have always enjoyed Star Wars video games, particularly, and I've been uh, sort of diving back into the um, into the into the retro gaming uh, scene type stuff uh, lately. I remember playing X-wing versus the X-wing versus Tie Fighter demo as a child, and uh, Nick and I are longtime friends, so I played lots of his games on the place on the PS One. Uh, I just I feel like uh, these days we don't get a lot of Star Wars games that are not mobile games, and uh, there were just a lot of cool games that um, some of them have been forgotten, some of them have are still pretty you know people remember, but uh, yeah, figured uh, you know. I wanted to do a thing, and so we're doing the thing. Yeah, it's been a while since I feel like there's been a major Star Wars game that hasn't just been a clone of something else that's been wildly successful. And even, I mean, even clones of something else that are wildly successful, there haven't been any. Yeah, I guess, what was the last one? Maybe the Old Republic is the last notable yeah, video yeah. Star Wars video game. I know there was I'm, the legendary level 1313 that got canceled, but... Yeah, well, and of course, and of course you can't forget um, Connect Star Wars. Oh yeah, the, uh, universally loved game. Yeah, great. It has the Han Solo song in it. Um, I don't actually know what that is. I'm gonna uh, have to look that up. Yeah, later. you can you can look that up on the internet. It's um, Han Solo singing and dancing about how he's not in Carbonite anymore. Oh, oh, that kind of. Okay, I I see. That sounds terrible. I, never mind. I don't need to see that. No, no, you do. You do. <laughs> Okay. Really I mean, you made me watch the Christmas special. You made me go to a movie theater to watch the Christmas <laughs> special. So I suppose I'll probably yeah, see it eventually. I guess. All right. Um, so the first game that we are talking about is a game that Nick. Uh, so for this first episode, 
we each played two games, um, and we're and we're each going to sort of lead the discussion on uh, those games that we actually played. Uh, I think for the future, we're going to both play. We're going to talk about fewer games and both play all the games. But uh, uh, Nick, you can get started with uh, X Wing. All right. Well, since this is the very first game, I'm going to go through the score template that we created. Uh, our score is total out of 50 points. The first 10 points are for gameplay. Is this is this game fun? Mechanics, controls get 10 points. Story, how well is it written? Is it just god awful? That's 10 points. Now, all the less, all the next categories are worth fewer points. So those are the big three. Gameplay, mechanics, and story. Five points for music, lore, originality, and discretionary points for overall feel. Each of those get five points for a total of 50. All right. And I would say that the discretionary points is where we would put uh, nostalgia factors to the best of our abilities. Yeah, that seems uh, reasonable. Because I think uh, nostalgia is a big part of, of Star Wars, especially uh, old old fogies. We're going to talk about those back in the day when I had to walk uphill both, both ways in the snow to play Dark Forces. I imagine nostalgia will actually sort of get baked into all the other scores yeah. <laughs> since we have to talk about it sort of in contrast to what else there was at the time. Uh-huh. Obviously, you can't compare a game like Dark Forces to a shooter now and expect them to be exactly the same and great right, on the right. same scale. Yeah, so. Dark Forces is better in every way. So. <laughs> all right. So, X-Wing. Now, for those of you who don't know, X-Wing is a flight simulator from 1994, or 1993. The uh, the version that I played is actually from 1994. It's a, They just repackaged the CD mm-hmm. and added some extra levels. But for anyone who's not aware of what else came out that year, it, the big two that you'll probably recognize is Doom and SimCity, which puts this game way back there for PC games. Now... I was actually very impressed with this game. It feels like a pretty modern flight simulator, except for the fact that all of the graphics are basically pre-baked pixelized renders. So there's no 3D models or anything mm. like that. It's just a bunch of sprites. So they, they, they sprited all the different angles that you could see a TIE fighter mm. from and showed that. Now, as far as gameplay goes, it's... It is a lot of fun. I, I spent a long time playing this game, and I expected it to be easy because it was an old game. It was not easy. Uh, it was hard to keep track of the mission objectives. They didn't do a good job with that. Uh, they, when, you, when a mission objective is completed, they give you a little line of text at the bottom of the screen, which is immediately overwritten by the next thing that happens. <laughs> and there's no list or anything that you can see going on, and I, I'm pretty sure they corrected that in the later X-Wing games, but there were several times where I hyperspaced out thinking that the mission was over, only to discover that if I had just waited 30 seconds, uh, I would have <laughs> completed the mission because I was waiting for some random timer to, to complete. Um, at least once, the AI, all my my buddy fighters all hyperspaced out. So I was like, okay, the mission's over. I can hyperspace. <laughs> nope, mission failed. All objectives complete, mission failed. <laughs> so that was fantastic. But, uh... Anyway, yeah, my buddies left, but I, I wasn't allowed to. Uh, 
the mission objective is fairly dynamic and decently well written. Uh, with only your mission briefing generally has like one page of story and then some fancy graphics that just show a top-down picture of an X-wing that means absolutely nothing as far as where anything is going to be in the level. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think you're supposed to be getting all your briefings from Admiral Akbar uh, on board. I think it's the Independence. But for the most part, it doesn't matter. There pretty much no helpful information is there aside from a general overview of what you're doing. Um, although occasionally the missions, the story aspect of the missions is kind of interesting. At one point, so I think it was for mission three, you steal a load of astromechs because I guess your astromechs are getting blown up because your buddy pilots are terrible. Your wingmen are just getting shot up. So you gotta go steal these astromechs. And then the next mission is those astromechs were a trap set by the Empire and they just stole a bunch of X-wings with the pilots still inside. So you have to go get in your Y-Wings and shoot them with the ion cannons and knock them out and wait for someone to come fix them. So that was that was pretty interesting. Unfortunately, not a lot of the other... There's not a lot of flexibility in those mm-hmm. objectives. So, and I mean, it's from 1993. It's old. There's not <laughs> a lot of memory for AI and that kind of thing. Yeah. So they'd... You had to disable three fighters or something like that, and they'd send out three shuttles. And if one of the shuttles got blown up, the other two were not going to go get that other sh- other fighter. Uh-huh. It, you just fail. Like, that's it. Uh, yeah. And that's the other thing, is the game doesn't really tell you when your mission has failed. It'll just mm. let you keep fighting until you want to hyperspace out or go out in a blaze of glory. Uh, so you got to keep an eye on your mission objectives and just sort of know what they're supposed to be and wait for that, hopefully, that go- yellow mission complete symbol that, that pops up. That was mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Um, so it's also hard to keep an eye on the big picture when you're chasing because all of the combat is basically, I'm just going to circle until until the TIE fighter gets in front of me. Right, right. Uh it's just sort of spinning. I was actually somewhat surprised that speed doesn't seem to Im- impact your maneuverability at all or anything like that. Mm. So you you turn just as fast going full speed as you do it at one third speed or something mm. like that. So, and Y wings don't handle significantly worse than X wings or A wings mm-hmm. or anything like that. So you spend a lot of time just seeing the back of Tie Fighters and missing yeah. a whole lot. So, so, so the different, so are there, so there, so you're saying, so there aren't noticeable difference between the different, um, the different ships that you can fly? There are in your weapon selections. For instance, um, A-wings have the twin-linked laser cannons, X-wings have the quads. Right. Uh, Y-wings have the two lasers on the bottoms, the two ions on the top, and then you have your missiles. Um, it's also worth mentioning that you have full control over pretty much everything in your ship, so you can change your throttle, uh, you have to manage your energy levels between your weapons, your shields, and your thrusters. Mm-hmm. And it's very important to do that, especially I found that at the beginning of the game, I would just boost my shields immediately, because the default recharge rate, as far as I could tell, doesn't actually recharge your shields, but you only start with <laughs> half your total shields. So you can just spend like the first minute or two probably boosting uh-huh. your shields as quickly as possible. Um, as far as the campaign goes, I was surprised that the game actually has permadeath. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I, I sort of fit, did not expect that. So the first couple times I died, it's like, oh, you ejected, and you, and it shows a little pixelized scene of you getting picked up by an escort shuttle or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and then one time it didn't. Okay. So so and and now is that because you have three lives, or or is it because you did you managed to eject, or you managed to whatever in those situations? I have absolutely no idea. Okay. Uh, one time, I crashed into a ship, and I got an ejection. And then the second time, I crashed into a random TIE fighter or something. Mm-hmm. And then I was watching my own funeral, and they were shooting my coffin out into space. And then <laughs> another time, I got blown up. And then there's I get picked up by the Empire, which mm-hmm. I didn't expect either, which is actually really awesome and kind of sweet. As... You see Darth Vader and a an interrogation droid just executing, basically just executing you, and then you game over again. Um, uh-huh. It's pretty simple to revive your character. All you do is you lose your high score mm. for that character. So it's not really that important. You don't lose your medals or anything like that. It's, I guess it's just a way to prove to your other siblings or your friends who the best pilot is until they decide that they're tired of seeing your score and click revive. Well, and yeah, and I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, scores used to matter in video games. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's I think I think that's one of the one of the bigger things. Well, really, to, you just hit on sort of two of the things that aren't a thing anymore in video games, and that's limited number of lives and uh, and and scores. Like I mean, there are. Th- I mean, they they yeah. do exist, but like, for the you assume most of the time when you play a game, especially when you play something that's like a gamer's game, like a like a shooter or a, or a flight sim or something like that, you assume they're just going to give you unlimited lives, right? And it kind of does because once you revive, you still have all your campaign missions uh-huh. available, so you don't have to start completely over from scratch. Because I was a little upset the first time I thought I'd have to do all these long missions over, right? Right. But totally didn't, so it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, and I. Don't think that's a feature in the later X-wing games, like X-wing versus Tie Fighter. I don't mm. remember that existing. Well, in in X-wing versus Tie Fighter, at least the demo, uh, if you <laughs> if you fail or if you die, then it goes against your like your rank, doesn't it? There may have been, there may have been an element of that. I don't recall exactly. It's been fifteen years since I played the game because I, I remember because I remember that. I remember that you'd you'd play and you'd succeed in missions and you'd go up up rank and if you and if you like murdered like you you went rogue and murdered all the friendlies and everything. Oh yeah, no. I then th- you could get demoted to target drone. I think you're right, and there was an element of rank in X Wing, but I think it could only go up. Uh-huh. I don't think you could get demoted because I don't think you lost anything when you died, mm. aside from maybe resetting your high score. Now, as far as controls go, uh, you couldn't spin your ship, which is a little weird. You spend your entire game at weird angles to everything else, so you can't mm-hmm. rotate your ship um, side to side. You can pull. You pretty much spend all of your turning just pulling up, uh, angling in that way. Um, like I said, you manage all your powers to your various weapon systems, which is the real strategy of the game, is knowing when to p- either pump your shields or your lasers or mm-hmm. need to go fast. Um now, there was one thing that I found really odd was that when you're fighting TIE Fighters, they will spend 95% of their time running away from you relatively easily right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't tend to shoot at you a whole lot, 
and when they do, it doesn't tend to be very accurate. It's mm. pretty. It's a pretty forgiving game. So it's so it's <laughs> true to the story then. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Tie Fighters shoot pretty well. I. In, I yeah. mean, in, in the movies, in the movies, lots of star, lots of re- more rebel fighters get blown up by Tie Fighters than like stormtroopers murdering. Yeah. And I know this is, we're talking about X-Wing, but I remember back in X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, I remember really liking the original TIE Fighters because they have those twin-linked laser cannons right next to each other. Uh-huh. So it's really easy to hit something, whereas, uh, like, when you have the X-Wings and uh, their lasers are so spread out, it's really hard to land a hit with uh-huh. more than one of the lasers at a time, which was kind of an issue for me, and I really liked the, the A-Wings and the Y-Wings mm. a lot more than the X-Wings. So, so um, since you're comparing other other flight sims, uh, one thing that I hated about Rogue Squadron um, is that you didn't have a targeting computer. Do you have a targeting computer in X-Wing? You do actually have a targeting computer. Okay. I mean, it's not the greatest targeting computer, because instead of having like a box of, or something around the, yeah. the screen, or uh, around the, the ship on your uh-huh. vision. Uh, instead, it just sort of blinks red, which isn't really a problem, but in the... the uh, At long distance, the ships that you're trying to target are so small mm-hmm. that you can't actually tell where it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's sort of a yellow icon on your uh, rear view mirror radar system, mm-hmm. but a lot of times you just sort of charge in a direction until you can see something. Mm-hmm. Usually by that point, the enemy's shooting at you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the radar, um, is, is it similar to X-Wing versus TIE Fighter? Because I remember, and I don't remember the details, but I remember liking the radar system in X-Wing versus TIE Fighter and really not liking it in Rogue Squadron. Right. So, in Rogue Squadron, I believe, there's actually, it's more like a, a more modern radar where it's, you ha- you are at the center of the dot and everything else is around you and yeah. it's sort of a a top down view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now in X Wing, you have two radars. Right, a front one, and a back. A front okay. and a back, and that's just basically direction in a three sixty degree. Right, right. Which I think works a lot better for a dogfighter, especially. Yeah, Whereas, yeah. It's like it's like you're playing a three D get. That's that's funny that in the three D game you don't have. Well, I mean, it works better in Rogue Squadron because it's not a truly 360-degree space that you're flying in. Because you're always flying... It's more of a Star Fox game where you're flying right above the ground all of the time. Yeah, you're you're fighting an atmosphere. Yeah, that's Um, true. Yeah. Other things that I noted is capital ships are the worst shots, but if they get anywhere near... If you get too close to them, they're just super deadly, Mm -hmm. which is fantastic and seems to follow the movies fairly well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enemy TIE Fighters, if you you just sort of wing them, they will fly away from you. They will run, which I didn't expect. I, Mm. I thought that was a nice touch of realism. Usually I followed that up by just firing a missile at them because they don't dodge very often. Right. Uh, it's a good way to get easy kills. Um, okay, so next category, we talked about the gameplay and the mechanics a little bit. Uh, the music. Now, the MIDI music is basically just from Star Wars, which is pretty awesome. I had Kendall listen to a little bit of it before mm-hmm. uh, we started talking about this. Now, one thing that I, I really liked about it was that it kind of had adapted music. So the music would change based on what was happening in the game. So you'd have your normal flying music, and then as things would get more tense, the music would pick up the pace. Or probably the most 
blatant use of it would be every time an enemy Star Destroyer comes in, the Imperial March mm-hmm. plays very loudly mm-hmm. and really lets you get that feeling of terror as it just disgorges fighters to come mm-hmm. come wipe you out. I mean, it's it's kind of standard now to have music that does that, but this is 1993 yeah. where it's basically you just had it's one song that just played over on over repeat again. forever. Yeah. yeah, although I think <laughs> PC games were always a little better than that, better with that than than console games because the they have they tend to have they add a little more wiggle room with uh, memory and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so as far as the story goes, I didn't play all the way through the campaign. Uh, what you didn't complete it a hundred percent? No, because That's it, you're fired. You insisted that I play the Force Unleashed, <laughs> which unfortunately took me a lot longer than to get a good review for X Wing. It's easy to have a good review of the game. It's much harder to to, co- to try to come up with a game that you didn't like. <laughs> and we'll get to that later. But uh, your jo- goal is to convince Celeste to join the rebellion. And for people who don't know uh, what Celeste is or can't remember it off the top of the head, the most famous Celestin is Nine Num, who was Lando's co-pilot in the, the in, in Battle Return of Endor, the yeah, yeah. second Death Star battle. Uh, great. Yep. And then, and then there's Ten Num, who may or may not exist. Uh, what was he? He's a he's, Rogue he's Squadron an, pilot. He's in. Well, he's an A-wing pilot. A-wing. It's pilot. like. It, some depending on which Star Wars continuity expert you talk to, um, he he's either he either is the same character and he's an A wing pilot, or and he, or he is he either is a different character and he's an A wing pilot, or that's just nine numb with different clothes on. Um, there was a Star Wars card of him, okay, and uh, and the B wing. The, the B-Wing Lego set came with 10 numbers. So I guess he's a B-Wing pilot, not an A-Wing pilot. But It doesn't really matter. Um, or no, he's not even a pilot. Is he a... I got the toy over here. Oh, my. All right, Ken- Kendall is walking over to his shelf because no one can see this. And he's picking up... Okay, yeah. He's a... A Lego minifigure who is in a jumpsuit. A, a rebel flight jumpsuit. Yeah, well, he's holding a he's holding a wrench, so I think oh, he's like. So that a, tells us nothing. He's like a fix things guy. I didn't think they were the flight mechanic, suits, but okay. Well, it's, if you look closer, it's not really a flight suit. It's a. All it's right. like <laughs> now Nick is getting yes, up. Yes, I will get up and I will look at this. Being very careful not to knock over my symbols. That is definitely a flight suit. Oh well. Okay, he says it's a flight suit. I don't know if that if the mic picked that up or not. Um, but, right, yes, you know. I say it's a flight suit. It's got all the tubes and stuff coming off it. <laughs> okay, um, well then it's a flight suit, and the, it told me. I'm sure it told me to give him the to have him hold the wrench. So maybe he's in a flight suit, but he was also <laughs> working on the B wing. Yeah. Alright, as far as lore goes, there was uh, plenty of Mon Cal cruisers, X-Wings, Y-Wings, and B-Wings that I didn't get to. They do have A-Wings. The weapon systems are fairly accurate for the depictions of all these, where the weapons are placed, all the different engine power profiles. So X-Wings have more power than, say, Y-Wings, and the A-Wings the fastest. But really, the percentages are not very different, Mm -hmm. so they don't fly significantly differently. Uh, They do have different types and numbers of secondary missile weapons, mm. things like that. Uh, 
there were historical battle modes that I didn't have a t- have time to try out, where there were things like uh, the Death Star Trench Run and stuff okay. like that. Uh, I meant to go back for those, but didn't when does it. when does this take place continuity wise, or do you or does or is it clear continuity wise? You are Red Five, so you so you are the guy who who is before Luke. So you are about you're the guy who has to die for the Luke fat, to take the fat guy that blows up yeah. in Rogue in Rogue One. Okay, yeah. That guy, you're that guy. <laughs> I wonder if that was. I wonder if making him a pudgy guy was intentional because he's the character in the game. I didn't really like that together, but yeah. It's, that's, <laughs> so this takes place. So this takes place pre battle Yavin then. Uh yes, I believe so. Okay. Cool. Um. Uh, All right. Next category is originality. Sorry, I decided to take a drink of coffee right as we hit a lull. Uh, no, that's okay. I was thinking if I had any questions, but yeah, okay. Originality. All right. So these sorts of games were all the rage back in the day. They don't really make the flight sims uh-huh. as much anymore, which is shame because I would really love a new X-wing flight simulator. Usually, when games offer like a mini game or something mm. to fly around, uh, I usually play the crap out of that. Uh, but X-Wing offers surprisingly more depth than other games of that genre that I can recall, at mm-hmm. least. Um, it came out the same year as Doom, so that's even more impressive. Yeah. Uh, usually those sort of games would just give you a fixed set of weapons and you'd just fly around at the same speed all the time. and You might have a half-throttle control mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, also, there weren't a lot of flight games that came out before it. I think there was Wing Commander that might have come out before mm-hmm. it. It came out the same year as, I think, the original Microsoft Flight Simulator. Okay. So there just wasn't a lot, a lot to compete with it at the time, so I, I gave it high marks for originality. Um, as far as the overall field in my discretionary games, yes, this is a Star Wars game. True in flavor. It is mm-hmm. awesome. Well, it's, I mean, and it's, it is X-Wing, which led to TIE Fighter, which led to X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, which led to Rogue Squadron, which led to Rogue Squadron 2, which led to, led to Rogue Squadron 3, which led to, uh, that level in Battlefront 2 or something. And somewhere like, way back there, there was X-Wing Alliance, which is apparently a whole different game. I didn't... <laughs> oh, oh, is that X-Wing Alliance? I thought X-Wing, that's not just an expansion. No, for... I, I believe that X-Wing Alliance is a whole separate game than just X-Wing. Well, we'll review it at some point. Okay, we'll then. get to it eventually. I'll work my way down through these <laughs> games uh, linearly, so we'll do one at a time so we don't have to jump backwards. Uh, so, gameplay-wise, I gave it a 7 out of 10. It was fun. It was a little painful, mostly because of things that are better now, but it was fun. Mechanics got an 8 out of 10. Uh, story, 5 out of 10. It wasn't well written. You got a page of pretty much nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, music, 5 out of 5 for that fantastic MIDI. Lore points, 5 out of 5. Originality, it was not a clone of something else that really existed. I don't think those power settings existed in any game before that. Uh, 5 out of 5. Overall field, discretionary, 5 out of 5 for nostalgia. So, I gave this game a pretty high rating of 40 out of 50. Which I felt was a high rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah it seems like, I mean, yeah. Really, where it lost points is story. story Half the yeah. points it lost was from story. Which, it's a flight simulator from 1993. Mm-hmm. There's, it is what it is. Okay. Um, so, you ready to move on to all right. Next one. Now that this we're, one's you. What have you got? Now for that me? we're thirty minutes into the recording, I'm going to talk for less than thirty minutes All about right, that, Super Star Wars. 
Okay. <laughs> um, pull up the on your laptop there. Pull up the uh, the the categories so I can. All right, uh, I have a score template here. There Nick, uh, the little inside baseball. Nick uh, was more prepared than me. Um, so uh, Super Star Wars for Super Nintendo uh, came out sometime when Super Nintendo games came out. Um, I'll 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 start talking about it while I while my laptop wakes up. Um, so, uh, basically, it's a, a run-and-gun platformer um, for uh, for Super Nintendo. Um, pretty pretty classic. Uh, when I went to the used video game store and I told the guy that I was doing this podcast, he was like, Oh, man, Super Star- those, those Super Nintendo Star Wars games, they're really good, but they're really hard. And he was right. This game is really difficult. 1992. Uh, based on the 1977 film Star Wars. Okay, so the year before X-Wing. Yeah, yeah, so. Um, this may have been the, was this the first LucasArts game? I don't remember. I think this, or no, 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 there was an NES Star Wars game. I, I looked it up a while ago. Um, so, but for gameplay, um, so, uh, basically, it is a, yeah, it's a run and gun shooter, it remind, or a run and gun platformer, it reminded me, a little bit of... I haven't played a lot of Mega Man games, but it reminded me of a Mega Man game. Um, you're basically... You start out as Luke Skywalker. Eventually, when you get to the levels that I couldn't get to because it was hard, uh, you can play as Chewbacca and uh, Han Solo. Um, the uh, you, you're, you're run, you start out, um, just like in the movies, uh, running around Tatooine murdering Jawas. Wait, wait. Just... Mm. I mean, I never got past the first level. Kendall had me try this game. I, it, it looks pretty much exactly like Metal Slug, as far as I remember. But I don't remember any Jawas. I remember okay. scorpions oh, and fighting the thing, the jumping thing from Alien, and then okay, a weird okay. worm. No, you're right. The Jawas aren't until the second or third level. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. You're no, you're 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 right because. Um, because this is what, it, and as as I watch like let's plays and stuff, the the, the I'm going to jump around a little bit. The story, um, the uh, the story got a little bit closer to um, the actual to the movie, um, but this is the basic story. Uh, so, um, C3PO managed to escape the Jawas on his own, um, and Luke, who was you know going around, actually the first level is kind of true. Um, Luke was wandering around the desert randomly murdering things. But I mean, why I'm not, Luke, I mean, Luke's admitted to doing that. To, yeah, past, yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 bullseyeing womp rats. Yeah. Although I don't know, maybe that alien thing was supposed to be a womp rat. I don't know. No, womp rats <laughs> are actual rat looking. Yeah, things, well, so yeah, I, you know. Those yeah. were like They're, two legs. Hey, they weren't in the movies. They weren't in the movies, so you know. I guess. I mean, this predates this predates the Star Wars card game. That's which is the you know. I think that's. I I think if you think of levels of canon, it's like (laughs) it's like it's like the movies are the top level. The Star Wars card game is the next level, and then and then the video game. So they are slightly lower, but this was before that. So at that point, this was you know basically canon. For people who don't know, the Star Wars customizable card game. (laughs) run by Decipher made a habit of just taking pictures of everything and just making it into a card with a, a full par- tiny paragraph of lore. So right. a lot of the early canon was filled in by Decipher's official mm-hmm. uh, 
lore fluff. And it and it and actually with a lot of that they did work with. I mean, this was a Lucas Lucas Arts thing, or not Lucas Arts, but like Lucas Film and stuff. Because I mean, they the lore that was on the cards lined up with. Uh, like Tales of Mos Eisley Cantina and stuff like that. Oh yeah, it was all getting approved. It wasn't just somebody wrote something on a card one time and nobody at Lucas reviewed it. But 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 yeah, definitely things like I mean, you know, the first the first one of the first contradictions of the of the old canon versus the new canon is that now Kessel does not look like a potato anymore. Ah oh, man, Kessel is a great potato. That is that is just how it is. <laughs> um, but so this is what happened. This is how the the story of the game. Uh, yeah, Luke is wandering around the desert, um, murdering small an- small animals, um, and and mur- and then kills the sarlacc. Uh, and then uh, and then after okay. he kills the sarlacc, because that's the boss at the end of the first level, is the sarlacc. That's oh, that doesn't true. it doesn't look like the sarlacc, but it is. It's like it must be a different sarlacc. It's it's like um, the way I would describe it is you know it's you know because this was pre special edition that this came out, so they didn't know what the special edition sarlacc was. But if you think of the, the 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 mouth for the special edition Sarlacc, if you made it wider, it did kind of look like that. that you <laughs> it mentioned. really did look like that. And instead of just being in a pit, it's in a pit of quicksand. I mean, normally I'd assume that they got some sort of insider info, but they also threw scorpions and those <laughs> weird things out. So I don't think they were getting any art and assets it was, at and all. And it was five years before, right? So <laughs> yeah, okay, they got nothing. Um, that was just luck. Um, so uh, so. Yeah, so you get it. You get you, you after he mur- after he kills the Sarlacc. Um, he uh, he runs into C three PO, who has personally escaped the Jaw, single handedly escaped the Jawas, uh, and is asking for you to help him free R two D two from the Jawas. So you get the second level is um, is a mode seven, um, which anybody who doesn't know what mode seven is, do you know what mode seven is? I have no idea. What it's um it's a uh, Thing that Super Nintendo games and Sega Genesis games also have it, although they don't. Although it's not necessarily called that when it's Sega Genesis, it's a thing in the Super Nintendo that allowed them to do some really, really basic 3D. I would imagine that uh, if they made an X-wing port for Super Nintendo, then uh, it would be it would be modes it would be in mode seven. Although I although probably X-wing because it's a few years later. That's closer to. That's closer to early polygonal stuff, so it may have been uh, other. But it's basically, yeah, you're you're really basic sprites. You've got a really basic sprite of a of a of a of a land speeder going through the desert, um, and the Jawas are trying to murder you in their like Jetsons looking flying cars, um, and so you shoot. You got to throw balls from your land speeder. To, to murder murder some Jawas, and then you get to the sand speeder or the sand crawler, where your job is to murder all of the Jawas. Do those balls explode? Or are they supposed to be thermal detonators, or are they just? I I what? think it says they're rockets, but I'm not sure. Oh, oh, so it looks exactly like Metal Slug. Okay, <laughs> so so this is maybe this is a clone of that. Yeah, it. it I, I'm pretty sure that it is. Uh, down to the not being able to fire diagonally. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, and the third, the third level, um, I'm, I'm going into a little bit of detail, pretty decent amount of detail on these early levels because that's as far as I got and then I'll, I'll, I'll be more, uh, more broad with the rest. The third level, you go to the sand crawler and you personally murder all the sand crawlers. So actually it wasn't the stormtroopers that killed all the sand crawlers. Oh, so Luke knew the whole it time and just didn't want to tell Obi-Wan who yeah. did it. Those, he, 
He was actually he actually felt very complimented when when Obi Wan thought that the blast points were too accurate for sand people. Um. Wait, how did how did he buy the droid? I guess he he bought the droids. No, wait. He, he hadn't even met the droids yet. But they escaped and somehow knew to come to him. But he had to go. It doesn't doesn't. It, yeah, no, 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 yeah, well, I mean, I think probably, I mean, obviously there's a discrepancy. I think what really happened was in the video game. I think oh, that's, yeah, but, that's, I mean, if we really wanted to make them work, we say that uh, sometime between uh, R2, or Luke taking off the restraining bolt on R2, the, Jaw, or the Jawas stole the droids. The Jawas back. stole, they yeah, stole they them stole back, them back. And then Luke had to go get them. Yeah. And that's when he killed, and that's when those droids, or the Jawas got blown up. That makes, that's, that makes sense. That's the only thing that, that I yep, think works. Yep, that makes sense. Um, so once you've, once you've murdered, and also the Jawas Sandcrawler is full of like Minox and mutated Minox and weird, it's, it's, it's kinda, it's that's kinda funny. scary. I thought yeah. those only existed in the vacuum of space. Well, but. well, Minox are all over the place in, in this, in this game. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, in the first level, you've got like I, I'm not sure if it's well, it's either Minox or Bogwings, like the from the things that are they flying through Dagobah. They do look almost exactly the same. Um, and I think they're supposed to be Minox, but either way, well, I mean, I guess I guess it kind of makes sense that there would be Minox on Tatooine because they are chewing on the power cables of the ships, and then yeah. the ships land, and and it would make sense for the Jawas because the Jawas are like scavenging parts from ships. It's like it's kind of like having moths. Yeah, I imagine anywhere you get uh, an assorted allotment of sketchy starships with bad maintenance, you're going to get Minox eventually. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Um, so yeah, so you you take you go through the sand crawler, and then um, and then you go to uh, and then you are wandering through. It's supposed I can't remember what they call it, but it's I think it's supposed to be the Judlin Wastes. Um, and although I don't remember floating rocks that you had to jump from one to the other, that Luke jumped from one to the other when he was in the Judlin Wastes. Ah, uh, classic platforming. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was very, that level was very, like, yeah, platforming. You do run into some Tusken Raiders and, and, uh, and everything. Um, do they shoot you or hit you with sticks? I'm curious. Um, I don't, th- they're too easy to kill. I don't think they, <laughs> you never actually got to I don't think we attack. got that far. I think they, I don't think they shoot you. I think they, I think they hit you. Okay. Um, cause there's something, well, there's something that shoots you in that level. Maybe they, well. Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, it might be. Different kinds. Something, cause there is one point where you're, where you're trying to platform and one of them is shooting at you. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, and that level is that level is where I sort of couldn't get any further, but it's like really long and really monotonous. Um, and then, uh, and then, and then you run into Obi Wan who gives you a lightsaber, and and there's another mode seven level where you're where you're doing the exact same thing, but there's more Jawas and you're driving them off Eisley. Um And then the next few levels you get to play as these are the ones I didn't play as so. Um, uh, just more generalized. You're, you get to play as uh, Han. Um, I didn't remember the scene, but it probably, I'm sure it happened because this is this is 100 percent perfect story. Um, Chewbacca murders everybody in the cantina. Oh, of um, course, yes. And then and then uh, and then Han's like, "Yep, you guys got yourself a ship." And uh, so you and, play as Chewbacca? 
Yeah, yeah, you can. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, once you get to that point, you can play as Han, Luke, or Chewbacca. Let you and they pick have, every level. Yeah, it lets you pick every level. Um, you uh, you can, and they have slightly different stats. I think Han has a special move, and uh, and Chewbacca has more hit points. Um, this is sort of, yeah. This is where I was just watching YouTube videos at this point. Um, and so at that point, you're by the time you get off Tatooine, you're two thirds of the way through the game. Just like in the movie, well, of course. And then there's like a there's like two there's like two or three levels on the Death Star, and then there is a blow up the Death Star level, which I assume is another Mode Seven uh, type thing. Okay. Um. So, uh, yeah. Let's see. Gameplay. I mean, it was, it's a fun game. It's really hard. Um. I'm gonna give it um a seven. Um. Controls are... What did you give X-Wing for controls? Oh, uh, one second. Trying one. to be, like, vaguely in the same uh, I gave stipulations. Eight. Okay, it's probably an 8. Um, story... I mean, I would give it a 10, but that would be disingenuous, so I'm going to give it a 3... Because okay, that's that's more generous than I think I would. Yeah. Have well, the thing is, I mean, the thing is, it's a it's a 1992 platformer. <laughs> like, you're not gonna, it's not gonna have a perfect story. <laughs> Understandable. Although, although to be fair, something like the Toy Story, uh, Toy Story was a f- only a few years later, and it was same generation. Uh, that plat that platformer tells the story of the movie perfectly. So, I mean, oh. it can be done. Um, music. Uh, it was, it was, um, it was, I'll give it a, a four, because it was a solid MIDI Star Wars, uh, um, I don't think they, they really took, uh, any liberties with it, it just was sort of a, a MIDI Star Wars song, I, I don't even think it was different from level to level, I don't remember. Um, lore, so, I mean, really honestly, I mean, I've been sort of joking, but like, they couldn't even get the creatures right. Like, I mean, I know that I know that it's it's not, but I mean, Star Wars is really about the aesthetic. Yeah. There aren't scorpions in Star Wars. Yeah, I don't. Not even in Star Wars cards was there a scorpion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it just really a lot of the yeah a lot of the random creatures either looked yeah there was one of the creatures looked like something from Alien, and a lot of and several of them looked like uh, um. They looked like, yeah, just bad. There's a space slug, but in that context, it's not Dune. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, yeah, uh, so, yeah, I'm gonna give it a one with lore. Are we get, do, are zeros an option in this score? I uh, yeah. But you're, yeah. you're still it just getting, worse. it gets one point. Alright. Yeah, yeah. I mean, That's it fair. still has Luke in it. Um, originality, I mean, this was an early, early Star Wars game, so having a, ha- making a Star Wars game in 1992, I think, period, is, you gotta give it some credit, because that was, that was in the dark ages of Star Wars, yeah. that's even before, that's even before, like, uh, Heir to the Empire. But it did seem to be a clone of either Contra or Metal Gear, or Metal Slug, not Metal Gear, uh, one of those other games, so, yeah, what are you gonna give it? Mm, I'm gonna give it a... I'm gonna give it a a three. A three? That seems respectable. Um, and uh, I will say, I will say, for overall feel, um, I would say if I had this game at the when it was released, 
I think as a childhood game, like it's a really I've been playing a lot of 16-bit platformers and it's a really strong example of the genre. So I'm going to give it a 5 in in the, in that area. Full um, points. Yeah. All right, so quick mathing here. 15 18 22 23 24 so 29 points. And it was hurt because of the stuff that was good was not that good, and the stuff that was bad was really bad. Yeah. Actually, changed the gameplay to eight. I think. I think my argument for discretionary meant that it was. I mean, it is a strong example of a platformer. Like there are some, there are some awful platformers out there, and and uh, all right. Yeah. So we're bumping it up to thirty, which is a sixty percent. So technically, this game passes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think I think also if you think of it as uh, out of five stars, three out of five stars, that, three out of five that sounds stars. about yeah. right. It's it's a little above average. And I think I think for this score template, we're go- we're going to be a little harder on games than maybe you'll see in game journalism now, where every pretty much you have to really work at it to get below a, a seventy five or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're we're going to be a little brutal. Yeah, there will be a there will be a game that gets I don't know if zero, but pretty low. Zero would be it, zero would be impressive. I don't I don't think we'll see one of those. But I don't know. Connect Star Wars. I mean, that's got, maybe Han likes to boogie in his free time. I, I don't know. I'm not judging. He, he spends those time in a cantina. Maybe they have a karaoke night. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, moving right along uh, to. Uh, Force Unleashed. Alright, so you've heard me mention a couple times that I didn't like this game, which probably gave you a clue. Now, oh, Okay, so before we go into this, are you reviewing the Force Unleashed in general, or is this specifically the Wii version? Because they are, this, I think they are different. This is specifically the Wii version, yeah. because that's what Kendall handed me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I was doing a little bit of research, and yeah, the different console versions have things like different levels, like... Apparently, the time to completion for the Wii version is two hours shorter than the PC version, mm. uh, including important levels where I'm pretty sure they introduce certain enemies and maybe the way to beat those enemies. Mm. Important things like that were basically just one long cutscene in the mm. Wii version where I think it was a full level. Mm. Um, someone online mentioned that there were 18 levels and... I don't know if this game even had 12 when I was playing through it. Uh, there were some parts of it that sort of indicated to me, having been a long-time gamer who's seen what user interfaces looked like. Like, when you went to the Navi computer, it showed a Navi computer, and it looked like you should be able to pick what level you're going to, but on the Wii version, it was just pretty much hitting next. Mm. So... I think you were maybe able to do the later levels in a different order, whatever order you wanted to, mm-hmm. but that option wasn't available. So, yeah. Played it on the Wii. Always heard good things about this game. I was hugely disappointed, but I think <laughs> that's mostly because it was an, a very early Wii game where they were attempting to optimize motion controls at yeah. every well, point. It was a Wii. It was a Wii game. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't even a Wii U game. Do. It was a Wii game. Yeah, which means they were trying to do. So, yeah, I think I think most of my issues may have been that it was a poor port from another console. Mm-hmm. How, you said it was an early Wii game. When did it come out? Uh, it came out in two thousand eight. 
2008. So that's two was years that... into the Wii's life. So maybe it wasn't that early. Yeah, not not. I mean, that's. It, uh, yeah, I mean that's it's not late in the. Yeah, they, but, but I think I think still that pushing it's, the, the Wii yeah. motion controls maybe yeah. a little stronger than they needed to. Yeah, well, I think that was yeah, I, and again, I think that's that's true of of most Wii of the Wii right. ports, and it was played with a nunchuck at least, so it wasn't like you're yeah. playing Mario Kart style or something like that. Um, so gameplay, uh, so basically, this game was frustrating. The boss fight mechanics, you just sort of... The most effective way to kill a boss is figure out what triggers a, a quick time event and then right. use that as quickly as possible. Now, quick time events are often controversial. Some hate them, some love them. If you don't know what they are, it's basically... It plays a little cutscene and you have to hit a button at an appropriate time and then good things will happen. For Force Unleashed, you generally have to do... Early on, you only have to do like four, I think... When your final showdown at the end, it was something like eight or nine Mm. in a row. Um, You have a certain amount of time. If you don't do it, you fail and bad things happen. But these quick time events would generally take a significant chunk of health down for the boss that you were trying to fight. Uh, So hacking it, just hacking at it with a lightsaber wouldn't necessarily do anything, which is a little frustrating but made some sense. So... Just hunting these cutscenes was a good plan, except that the the mechanics of the game was simple. Tended to be just shaking one hand or the other, which is a little overly simplistic. <laughs> I don't. It's not like hit A or B or left right uh-huh. on the, on your control. It's just shake right hand or shake left hand. Yeah. Eventually, it got a little more complicated where you had to rotate each hand and then uh-huh. push. Um, I wasn't a particular fan of those. I've seen cut quick time events done well, such as the uh, the God of War series, um, which I think this game may have been based off of. It's very similar oh, to really? God of War. It's it's a sort of a hack and slash game. Uh, God of War came out first, obviously, where basically you are taking on all the Greek mythological beings, right. and basically the key to kill monsters is to do three button pushes in a row and just the exact correct thing. But this game, I think, did it much poorer. Mainly because the Wii motion controls are super unreliable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can you, you can just slash down and half the time it won't do anything. Which, I think, I, I was mentioning to you the other day that I had figured out why you liked this game so much okay. more than I did. And I, I refused to tell you why, because I wanted to tell okay, you... why is that? You like this game. You told me when, when I was playing this game that your arm will get tired. Uh-huh. Which told me something very specific about your playing style. Your playing style is shake all the controls <laughs> and hit all of the buttons and cool things will happen. I... I wouldn't say that. Okay. I, didn't, I mean, I def, I think it got tired because I would, I would swing, I would swing my arm when I was swinging the lightsaber like I was, like okay. I was holding a lightsaber. But, but I, I know that uh, you you tend to like just button mashing as a play yeah. style, whereas I was trying to do precise single attacks in a row, mm-hmm. and I was having trouble just because the motion, the single controls would either get stuck in. The part of the uh, 
the animation where either you are stunned for a second mm-hmm. or something like that. So the controls just weren't going off all the time for me, which was very frustrating. Yeah. Um, now, the enemies are mostly blaster dudes for the most part. So you're either fighting rebel troopers or stormtroopers. Um, for some reason, there's guys with melee weapons that can that can take you hand-to-hand on a regular basis. Um it makes sense when just they're... Just like every video yeah, game, when they're sorry, big, Jedi ever. When they're bigger aliens, it makes more sense. But there's there's some rebel troopers that have, like, a stick that are just hitting you at the early well, levels. Well, like, it's just like in, uh, it's just like in uh, Jedi power battles when you get kicked by the, by the battle droids and you get thrown halfway across the screen. I mean, that is true. It, it has to happen. It was just weird. I expected it out of the stormtroopers, maybe. I didn't uh, really expect it out of the rebel troopers on level one or something yeah. like that. Um, some of those guys seemed to have force powers of their own. There was like a rebel trooper that jumped on top of an ATST on level one or something, and it did a force jump. I don't, I don't know how he did it. You end up killing him. There's no explanation. <laughs> you don't know how who he was. He's just dead now. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, you're, you're kind of, he, he was a, he was force sensitive. He just he didn't get recruited because there's no way. Yeah, I, unless there's all these hidden Jedi in training in the Rebel Army, I don't I don't really know. And the Empire gets force resistant soldiers. I, I just did air quotes for Kendall. Yeah, uh, you can. My favorite method of play style was definitely using electricity, mostly because I didn't care and I just wanted to get through the game as quickly as possible. <laughs> I, 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 I like the strategy that just let me hold one button, wait three seconds, and then hold the same button again, um, which worked much better towards the later stages of the game. Early on, it was pretty weak, which was probably for the best. But uh, you can eventually you can kill these people through force powers, even though they're resistant and. Uh, seem to have some some powers of their own, at least a little bit, with their shock poles. Uh, Now, the other thing that made this game awful, and this is probably the other major thing that I hated, is the camera. There were, during battles, half the time I would end up facing the wrong way from the camera Mm. and not able to see or target anything. On the very first boss fight against the first Jedi that you... The first Jedi that you fight, so the mm-hmm. end boss. I spent more than half the battle with the the boss stuck behind the camera, so I'm facing mm-hmm. I'm facing the camera, and I cannot see what he's doing yeah. or anything like that. So it's probably the worst camera controls that I've seen since PlayStation. Yeah, I I kind of remember. I can't. I remember either really liking the camera angles or really being frustrated by them. But getting over it by the time I got through it. But I think you, I think you, but the more I think about it, I think I might have been frustrated with them when I played it. I played the game, uh, like in 2009, probably, so it was. Right. And because you're playing with the Wiimote, there, you don't have that second access to, con- access to stick to control the camera. Mm-hmm. So you're completely re- reliant on the AI. And supposedly there was a lock button, but I could never figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like you could lock it to a target, but. Most of the times, that just caused even more problems for me, so I didn't even bother with that. Um, as far as other just crazy things is, there's jetpack troopers that exist. Those were probably the most dangerous enemy, just because 
you could never get the camera to look at them so that your your force powers would target them mm. long enough to kill them. And I noticed the particular glitch, like, when you would charge up to hit them with your lightsaber and they would they would fly up, even though they were, like, two feet in front of your face, they'd be slightly off camera enough that you couldn't attack them anymore. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to run away and come back and run away and come back. Uh, probably nine times out of ten that I died was probably jetpack troopers. It wasn't the bosses, it was the jetpack guys, because you just can't do anything with them. And they have very good guns and they have flamethrowers. Mm-hmm. Um... So that was a little frustrating. Um, other notable things is the game has an auto block. So if you're not doing any commands or anything like yeah. that, if you just slowly walk at things, it'll block most of the shots coming at yeah, you. Yeah, I liked that. I didn't like it. I would have preferred a skill block. Like you hit a button and you try to block a blast back or something like that. Because yeah. there was no way to reflect blasts at people. It uh-huh. just sort of deflected off into nothingness. Well, and I never used that when they're in games. So yeah, <laughs> I was I liked I liked that it was more understandable. Um, the game also had an upgrade system, which is a very important feature. You upgrade all your force powers; they get better. Um, this kind of surprised me when I found it during the first boss fight because they hadn't mentioned it in the game mm-hmm. yet. I found it on the pause screen. Uh, you get points that you can invest in these from weird glowing blue experience orbs that just pop out of defeated enemies. I thought that was kind of neat. Until I realized that you'd also get them for destroying random bits of scenery. I was I was less impressed by the XP system when I discovered that if I blew up a wall panel, and if, so if I just spent time blowing up all the wall panels, I would get the most experience. It just seems a little pointless. But it's kind of neat if, if you don't... I also think getting the most experience usually is pretty pointless. That's true. I actually... I. After probably the first level, I just didn't worry about it anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, there's there's <laughs> stuff like that in a lot of games. That that's the thing, you know, going yeah. through Skyrim and picking up all the mugs. Uh, but it wasn't even just that you had to. Uh, you, it's not that you got experience. It's that they had weird blue orbs that would like attract to you and follow mm-hmm. you, and they had to hit you to get the point. It, was, it just seemed maybe unnecessary instead of giving you points for killing dudes. It was an attempt to do something cool that I just mm-hmm. don't think really worked. Uh, as, as the game goes on, the upgrades get better. I think that the game becomes much more balanced towards the end of the game. I felt like I had more options to mm-hmm. kill things, and I felt like the game was less frustrating on the last level than it was throughout most of the rest of the game. Now, when I played it, I felt like the game itself, like the le- the level of difficulty... And this was one of the first modern games that I, like, played, because this was, you know, I there was a long time that I didn't play any video games at all. Uh, I felt like it, it had a, it had, the, one of the reasons I liked it was it had a good balance of, of content, like, I felt like I could play it and beat a level, you know, I didn't get stuck in a spot that I could never get past, um, and, it, but the, and it was, and it was, but it was easy, it was relatively easy, like, I look back on it thinking of it as, like, the actual difficulty level being a relatively easy game. It, it it was an easy game. I beat it in, I think, two sittings. Okay. Maybe three sittings. Probably no more than three hours each. Yeah. Um, I think I... Yeah, I think I beat it in seven hours, something mm-hmm. like that, of game time. I'd have to check my save file to be sure, but that, it really doesn't matter. Um, right. Well, yeah, it was, it was seven to ten hours. It wasn't... 50 hours. Yeah, it was a short game yeah. for something that they sold for $60 at mm. the time. <laughs> well, it was the right... I mean, I think a lot... I mean, I think a lot of games probably are that... I mean, there are a lot of games that have that are that length, but I mean, yeah. I, I like... 
I, I actually thought it was the perfect length because it, it got, I had a week off and I bought, I didn't pay $60 for it. So I must not have bought it in 2009. It must have been a few years later. Cause I bought it for like $15 and, and played it, you know, a couple hours a day for a week when I had the, when I had the week off and, uh, it was, and it was like the right, it was, I felt like it was the right length and the right difficulty. Plus the story's good. The story wasn't bad. First, the story, like, as a whole, if you just consider the story itself, it wasn't bad. The characters were okay. Um, you, you got to see a lot of cool things, like the founding of the Rebel Alliance and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, the voice acting was pretty garbage. Um, the character animations were pretty stiff. And you get you get moments where they're just staring off into weird things and... Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, or two characters talking to each other, and they're just like they're not making eye contact. They're not, they're supposed to be making eye contact, but they're just sort of staring uh-huh. off in different directions because it's a fixed texture. Yeah, I mean, it's a wee, it's a wee. I, I would I would wonder if because if that's a symptom of a port because the Wii had worse graphics than Xbox. Yeah, I guarantee and stuff that, like that the Wii had something to do with that because I I looked at some pictures online and it most of it looked way better than mm-hmm. what what I played through. Um, the level design. Was very linear. Uh, it does take you back to the same areas again, but it's all the same levels. Very little changes. Um, they have a bad habit of just dropping respawns behind you every time you need to open up a door or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just vaguely irritating. Uh, spawns just teleporting in, fading mm-hmm. into the world. That's, I think that's another thing that I liked was about about the game was uh, the fact that it was linear. That was another thing because like. I tried to do. I, we, I, I, I was gonna review Dark Forces today, um, but that game was too hard um, to get like meaningfully. Like I, I get you, you play that, and, and also like when I played Force Unleashed, most of the Star Wars games that I had played had been in the in the Jedi Knight series, where I got lost in mazes all the time, and I really liked that the levels you did not get lost in mazes. Yeah, I remember playing Dark Forces as a kid, which I beat. Putting that out there. A long time ago, I beat it. Uh, <laughs> but I do remember getting lost for, like, weeks at a time. Uh, like, not being able to find the particular door that wasn't right. locked or something like that. Uh, so I can I can see the attractiveness of that. It, it was very... It's sort of very casual game. Uh-huh. You're there to beat people up and, and hit people with lightning. Pick people yep. up and throw them at walls. That's that's all you're here for. And that's fine. Um, the music was pretty... Was pretty standard Star Wars stuff. It's just straight from the movies to the game. There's nothing special. They didn't really do anything new. Same thing. As far, um, so the game, lore-wise, filled a gap at the time of what happened between episodes 3 and 4. Uh, you might be thinking it's a little weird that Vader would train under Apprentice, but Palpatine did the exact same thing under Darth Plagueis with uh, both Maul... Dooku and uh, even Anakin himself a little bit. Was du- Plagueis was alive with Plagueis didn't die until after Dooku did. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that. I didn't. It's I read that book a long time ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And also, and also, for that matter, Dooku had an apprentice. Like, there's, you know, had with uh, uh what's her name, um, Asajj Ventress. Like, and and even. General Grievous, like this is a oh, thing yeah, General that, Grievous. That's who it this is. This is the thing that they all do, and even later with Mara Jade. Yeah. So, 
Palpatine's always testing his apprentices for weakness with uh, Zinge and Vader and all that stuff later. Uh, so, I thought it was a nice touch that you have to kill all the little stormtroopers just to keep the Emperor, Emperor from finding things out. Mm. Uh, even though it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, it was nice to see the founding of the Rebel Council. That's pretty much it. Otherwise, it wasn't super impressive, but... The other thing that I think is unique about this game is I think this game is probably... I mean, I guess I guess Super Star Wars is probably more not canon because it directly contradicts the movies. But as far as like stuff that was considered when it was made to be canon... This is like the most blatantly not canon because because old expanded universe fans reject it because it kind of contradicted some of the some of the some of the early expanded universe books, um, and then and then uh, the new canon fans and even before that like Clone War even so, this sort of fall, fell into the the uh, so 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 this it was rejected along with the people that rejected. Anakin having a Padawan in Clone Wars, right? And then, and then also though, it's not in the new canon because the video games were struck from the new canon. Even when it came out, there was sort of a feeling like this doesn't count. This yeah. is, we just really want to fuck shit up as as a, a Force user, and this is a good way to do it. And I think also, <laughs> I think also this between this and, and Clone Wars, it kind of got me kind of ready for. Them saying that the expanded universe, you know, for the for the for the new the new status quo, saying the expanded universe doesn't matter because it's like we can tell these Star Wars stories that are that are really interesting on their own and they don't necessarily have to happen in in the continuity. You know, I was still you know I still I don't think anything prepared me for for them erasing all of the expanded universe. But well, yeah, I, I because you, you didn't saying. play this game. Before. I, I didn't under play this game. If you had, I if guess you had played true. this game before, you would not have been angry at all. That's depressing. <laughs> all I had to do was subject myself myself to this terrible game, and then all of that rage would have disappeared. I somehow I yeah, got that. That's much. obviously but. not true because I got really mad when. <laughs> all right. So originality, uh, basically, new mechanics of the force powers are nice. Uh, third person hack and slash is not original. We were playing those on the original PlayStation way back in the day. Uh, I feel that the the Wii controls are pretty much just squashed on top of what already would have been a great game with a controller, which I'm pretty sure is what it was designed for, was a controller. Uh, at some point, I might mef- make an effort to play another version of this game, but for the most part, this was the shot I was going to give Force Unleashed. And really, it's just a Star Wars God of War game. That's terrible. Uh, discretionary points. This game is awful. Uh, I give it a single point out of pity. Uh, okay, so total scores. Gameplay, is it fun? No, four out of ten. Mechanics controls, two. Story, four out of ten. The overall plot's not bad, but it, the writing, as far as like individual lines, is terrible. Uh, the music, four out of five. I couldn't find anything wrong with it. It's fine. Nothing special, so it doesn't get that magic last point. War, five out of five. It, me- it kind of meshed with Star Wars. It was an interesting try at the universe. Didn't really have any problem with anything it's, individually. Yeah, it was it's just really, it's really funny because, like, looking back, like it's it fe- it feels like it it you know it, like it works like in ne- like looking back on it now, it seemed a lot more radical at the time. Like I would yeah, say, sure it did. 
I would say Darth Vader having an apprentice is not radical at all at this point. Yeah, like, no, it, no. I mean, they've done it several times now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean... Uh, originality, uh, I've mentioned God of War five or six times now. Um, maybe as well as, want to play God of War. Yeah, actually, you should. It's, Did they do a, a Wii port for it? I, I, I kind of want to punch <laughs> you right now. Um, no, I think God of War series is a PlayStation exclusive. Oh, okay. Uh I don't um, even think they did a PC version of it. Well, if, I, if, they don't, if it didn't come out for Xbox 360, I don't know if I can play it. Was it on PS2? Yes, I, I think I might even have a copy in okay. the box. I'll see if I can find it for okay. you. Um, so originality, I gave it a 2 out of 5. Overall discretion, as I said, single pity point. For a total of 21 out of 50. So this was an okay bad game, so 21 out of 50 seems solid to me. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything that you feel like um, overlooked for this game? Well, the biggest, I mean, so so there's there's a couple of things. First of all, you didn't mention the multiplayer at all. Oh yeah, I, there's there's one on one combat multiplayer. I and do remember having played you in this. It though, is I think, it once is or twice. it is probably like like if I had friends that played local multiplayer, like like you know if I lived in that like dream world of. Of, of local multiplayer that doesn't really exist anymore. I mean, the problem is that we're all old now and we don't go over every yeah, houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think also even even um, even young folks don't do the local multiplayer as much as, I don't as know. because I you, you have online stuff. But uh, like you, first of all, yeah, first of all, the control the 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 actual fighting controls it is very butt mashy. Uh, but also, you get to sw- you literally swing your arm, and you're swinging the lightsaber, well, which I rem- is cool. I remember that and was really cool, even for the original Wii Sports games or whatever, mm-hmm. where you have that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. lightsaber. Duel. And the and the multiplayer, you get to it has a bunch of characters, so you can have Luke Skywalker, you can have Anakin Skywalker fight Darth Vader, you can have I, I can't remember I can't remember all the characters that are available, but it is that mix of. The, it is, it's like, it's sort of the template for the, for the, the, the fighting game that ever, that you've always wanted. Yeah, I remember unlocking a character like Mara Jade and being like, oh, yeah. that's really cool, Quite yeah. on Jin. That's awesome. Um, was it, was it locked side, side view? Um, was it, so, sort I, of Street Fighter? I don't, one no, it's, it's more, it was 3D. I, see. How do you... Do I that. don't know. You're the one that was supposed to play it. I mean, you didn't mention multiplayer. I didn't, I didn't I think mean, that was necessary. I, it for me wasn't. To test yeah, out. it was. It was a different. I feel like it was like a. There was like a small, a 3D small arena that you could, that you okay. could run around. Was it in. split screen? Maybe so. Top and bottom screens. See, I don't think it was split screen. It was a small. Was, I think it was a small, very space. small. Yeah. Arena. Okay. And I think maybe the maybe it was one of those that like the camera zoomed out if you guys were if you were too far apart. Okay. Or I can see like that. that. I mean. I don't remember the, the, it being an issue, but there was a there was a, a an element of knowing the level, right? Um, but oh, and but I, I really like I really liked that aspect of it. I did forget to mention I was going to mention this when I was talking about you liking button mashing and waving things uh-huh. around. Um, towards the end of the game, I did actually. I think the most fun I had during the entire game was the final boss battle because. There were so many force powers going off that I couldn't see what was happening uh-huh. at all. So I just gave up on my precise controls and just started yeah. doing the button mashing thing. And I I threw out force powers that I didn't know mm. existed that were really awesome. Yeah. Oh oh, and <laughs> and the you did mention the quick. There were some cool quick time events. Like 
like going, moving your arm up and down, and like bashing Darth Vader into the ceiling and then into the ground repeatedly. Yeah, the, it was cool. Those quick time events were cool the first time you did them, but you had to do them three or four times. And if you failed them, you didn't do any damage, even if it shown you like cutting a lightsaber through him like four right, times. Right. So it got old eventually, but each time you saw a new quick time event, mm-hmm. it was kind of neat. Um, also, that was, um, that was probably a big portion of the fun. Actually, you, you, also uh, the because um, I played right after this, I played um, Spider-Man uh, Shattered Dimensions, and um, when you played Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, you're ch- you're you're going you're fighting the, the villains you're fighting have two things that they can say that they just say over and over and over again. Oh no! And uh, I don't feel like that was the case here. I felt like. There, if there was dialogue between the the characters, um, also you, silent protagonist, right? No, he talks all. Oh, the he time. does talk. Okay, he talks all the time. I know you have this thing where you only like protagonists that don't talk, but he talks pretty frequently. Um, but he's also he's Sam Witwer, so it's yeah. okay. I think the only time I really hated the quick time events was when it was very obvious that the uh, the enemy was healing and you were supposed to finish the enemy with this uh-huh. particular quick time event, but it'd be long and I'd keep messing it up. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to do. I did the quick time event. I think fighting Shock T's apprentice like mm-hmm. four times at the end because I just didn't. It was late. I didn't care, yeah. and I just kept messing it up. And I just had to do the same quick time event over and over because she'd heal if you did it wrong. Uh-huh. And it was very irritating. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean. I don't know. That, yeah. So that's. A, oh, also. Um. Uh. And this is this is one of those things that. Uh, it's probably good that it's not canon. Uh. But uh. It was cool when Starkiller uh. Destroys the Star Destroyer with his mind. Yeah. It, it was kind of neat. I thought it was a little weird that they're like, oh, you need to drive that Star Destroyer over the ore cannon so the the, the ore cannon will blow it up. And he's like, no, I got this. I'm just going to drag it on down to the surface. Yep. That'll be fine. This totally workable plan, way easier than what I'm going to do. <laughs> no. I'm doing this my way. It's just, I, I, I understand that, I think people don't understand that, that your connection with the Force and what you can do with the Force has to be variable as a Jedi. Because otherwise, Jedi would be crazy overpowered all the time. Like, sometimes yeah. sometimes they can drag a Star Destroyer into the ground. Sometimes they have to focus to get their lightsaber to come to them. I mean, and sometimes they can use their Jedi mind tricks, and sometimes they can't. And get over it. The Force is the plot. Whatever the plot needs, that's how much power they have. It's not even... I don't even necessarily... I would, I would say uh, you, it's, it's, a, it's more than just the plot. It's, a, it's an awareness. Like, you know... What you're capable of doing, the force kind of tells you what it's what it's able to what it's willing to do to help you get out of the situation. That's true. Like, um, I mean, I I think and your you know your connection, you know, I I just I, I don't know. I'm 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 just you know I'm okay with that. It's not a it's not a it's clearly a, a, a mysterious mystical energy field. It's not um it's not a you know check check I can bench exactly 292 pounds. I mean I mean that's fair. Yeah, I mean... Alright, so what's the last game? I can't remember. Uh, last game is going to be Jedi Power Battles. Oh, um, a classic. We played this one yeah. together all the time. Yes. Um, so I did uh, I did Audible over to this one today because uh, I realized I was not nearly as far... I wasn't far enough in uh, Dark Forces. How far through Dark Forces did you get, out of curiosity? Uh, I was on the fourth mission. So, like, a third of the way through the game? Not quite a third of the way through the okay. game. There are, there are 16 missions, I believe. Okay. 
So yeah, no, I just I, was, I didn't think I was quite far enough. I probably could have gone over it because it's just a it's a I played a lot of that kind of game. But uh, I mean, it's it's Star Wars Doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is but, what it is. Yeah, we'll talk about that another time. Sure. But uh, okay, so. Jedi Power Battles, I was, and the other thing is, I was like, okay, well, I can, and I have the day off, I can put, you know, two or three or four hours into it, I can get, you know, really get into the game. Um, so, and I had, I also had a game going, you know, I was on, I had beaten the first mission and gotten my, my health increase. Um, yeah, didn't beat the second mission. Really? Three and a half hours of play today. I don't remember the game being that hard. It is really hard. It is really hard. I mean, we beat it when we were kids. No, we didn't. Okay, I beat it when we were kids. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> but I think also, um, also it was, it's, it's, so it's an early, it's, I would say, I mean, it's a beat, it's a beat em up, but it's really a 3D platformer. Right. And I do remember that walking diagonally was maybe the biggest challenge we ever had in mm-hmm. that game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, generally, yeah, yeah, generally, and 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 sort of along with that, and this is something that that sort of I've discovered it revisiting it. The platforming is very difficult. I do um, remember that, yes. But the thing is, there's you get you sort of. I think what one thing that one reason that that we had a better experience with it as kids is, um, although we were playing cooperative, which is exponentially more difficult than the single player. Right. Because it's one that you both have to be on the screen at the same time. Right. And, there's and you share lives and, and all that. Yeah, it's, and you it's share... Bad. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's 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 rough. Um, when one person just can't make that jump, it hurts. Well, and also, like, like you have to be... You, it's a relatively... The camera where... The screen is relatively small, so... So if you're, if, yeah, if you're, um... If you're trying to platform... If there's a decent platform, you basically have to jump at the same time as each other. Right. I remember on the very first level, there's one area where you're platforming on a bunch of pistons, so the person can't yeah. really wait around for you. Yeah. Where, But if you fail, you'd fall out of camera, and that would just be a death. Uh-huh. So I, I remember that being maybe the most difficult spot of that entire yeah. level, just trying to get through this And area. And our, our game was glitched so that it unlocked all ten levels when we had beaten only the first level. What? You don't remember that? No, I don't. That definitely happened. Was that because I'd already played through the game? I don't think so. I mean, may- uh, maybe. Back in the day, because I remember I could. I was playing, like, sometimes when I was playing with you, I'd play with, like, the alternate characters that I'd gotten because we were playing on the same save file or something like that. I remember there being a, I remember there being a time where you're like, this was weird. Suddenly I can play all the levels. Huh. Because there were definitely levels that we did not complete, um, like in the mid, you know middle of the game levels, and yeah, the second oh man, it's because it's uh, um, you're on you're on Naboo and you're supposed to get away with Jar Jar, and uh, there's just infinite battle droids. Yeah, I do remember that level being difficult, and. Uh, and I got, I finally, so I finally got to a, I, it's probably halfway through, um, and there's a boss battle, which, um, this I literally, it was towards the end of the play today, but, um, it's one of those bosses that it, you know, it, it does stuff and it's pretty clear there's a specific time and a specific spot that you're supposed to hit it and otherwise it won't do anything. Um, but since this is an early 3D platformer, if you t- 
touch any part of the boss, you get hit. Yes. Um, so, like, if you jump on him, or if you, you know, he doesn't have to specifically try to crush you or hit you with a dangerous thing. Like, if you touch him, then it counts as a hit. Um, and the spot that you have to hit, it's a giant slug, and it kind of rears back, oh, and you're supposed to yeah. hit his, his underbelly. It's pretty clear that you're supposed to hit his underbelly, but the spot is really specific. And, and so you, so I was swinging and hitting him the entire time in over like the course of four lives, I hit him once. And, uh, yeah, it's, and this was on easy mode. Right. And it probably mattered which character you pick. Cause I remember that I always liked Mace Windu cause he had a couple different attacks than everyone else. Like I think he had one charge attack that made it really easy to dash in and deal that point of damage. Mm. Um, but anyway, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. I was playing as I was playing that. So, um, so it was. Re- I mean, it was really hard. I re- I do remember uh, later levels really enjoying them. I liked the the fight with Darth Maul at the end, as well as the in the Tatooine uh, level. Uh, you have a little fight with Darth Maul. I like so I liked that. But it's a lot of killing off a lot of battle droids. Yeah. And that's one of those games that I probably have fonder memories of than yeah. than, it, oh, maybe, I, than I would rank it now. It it also is is a PS one game and it's a late PS one game, but it's still the look is is very. It looks like a like an early polygonal game, and so if you're not prepared for it, you're like, oh wow, that game does not look as good. Did as not I age well, huh? Okay. Um, uh, Music wise, this is actually kind of relevant because it was from the era. That you could get games that were MIDI soundtracks, or you could get them that sounded more, more orchestral or higher quality MIDIs. I don't know. Um, this sounded pretty orchestral. Okay. Um, uh, so, so that's a, so that's a thing. Uh, it's it's um, uh, it's it's basically plays you through um, Star Wars Episode One, pretty pretty close to the story. I mean, as close as you can get with. Being able to play different Jedi that are not in Episode One, right? You can play as Padme or Captain Panaka once you beat the game, or stuff like that. Yeah, and um, you can play as and you can play as uh, uh, Plo Koon and um, and Mace Windu and uh, 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 what's her name? What's the lady's name? Adi Galia. Adi Galia, as well as Obi Wan and, and Qui Gon, um, and uh, and and this was. Another interesting bit about this, this is one of the times that Mace Windu had a blue lightsaber. Oh yes, before before he insisted on the purple yeah, one. Yeah, before yeah, before uh, they they decided cuz I think since he doesn't draw it in the episode 1, you never right. know. Well, ex- yeah, I mean the the a- the Mace Windu action figure that was like the first action figure for episode 1 that was released had him having a blue lightsaber. Um and I and I think this is another time that he had a blue lightsaber. Those are the only two times that I know of that you see him with the blue lightsaber, except for there supposedly. I think there's a story written somewhere that he had a blue lightsaber for a while, and, and he then gets the purple and, one, and then he moved on to the purple one. Although that seems like that would be contradicted based on sort of stuff. But <laughs> um, uh, lore. It's just. I mean, it's just it's Star episode Wars episode one. one. Like it, aside it, from the boss battles, it pretty it goes through pretty reliably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, and the boss, I mean, the bosses, I mean, compared with, uh, compared with Super Star Wars, the bosses are things from Star Wars. Right, so the level one boss is a droid starfighter on the droid mm-hmm. c- control ship. It makes, yeah. it makes perfect sense w- yeah. where they are, battle tanks, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, dr- 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 originality. 
Oh, well, I want to say one another okay. note about the controls. Uh, it, they're, they're clunky, like the jumping and the stuff. Like right, this is, is this is the, the era before uh, analog sticks. So this is all originally done yeah. by D pad. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's like it's very clear that it was designed for D pad, although it is compatible with the analog on the PS One. Um, but it's as as hard as it is to control your character using the D pad. It's even harder. Yeah, I, um, if I were to play that game, I would probably exclusively use the D pad just because you get more precise controls yeah. that way. Yeah, well, the, I don't know if I don't know if my version was bad or what. Also, also the three D and the platforming, it's really hard to tell the depth sometimes. I do remember jumping away from the camera was very difficult. Only exceeded by the difficulty of jumping towards the camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and well, and just even just knowing like the depth perception is 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 weird in that. There were there were specific jumps in that game that you just had to memorize, and the only way you'd memorize them is by failing them a whole mm. lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, it's it's also weird where they put the checkpoints because um, sometimes there's there's you feel like you're going it's like checkpoint after checkpoint after checkpoint. And sometimes uh, you go a long, long, long time, and there's no checkpoint. So, um, I mean, originality. Uh, uh, originality. Uh, I mean, it's it's a it's a. I would say probably a, a not particularly so. Really? I mean, there I wasn't mean, a lot of. I guess 3D platforms. Really? You I, don't think so? I, I thought it was fairly original, but I guess maybe not. Uh, I don't know. Um. I mean, I don't know about the time, but like they're definitely uh, looking. Looking back, it doesn't seem like that. It doesn't. Um, no, it doesn't really stand out. Yeah. Um, it's it's more similar to a lot of different arcade games that were out at the time, rather mm-hmm. than something that you'd see on a on a home console. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, um, and overall feel like I I really I like I like it, but. It's so much hard. Like it's just so hard to revisit because it's so much harder than I remember it being. I just remember it. I remember it being difficult because I was bad at game at video games, and so it was okay that I died over and over and over and over and over again. And I mean, I'm still bad at video games, but I've been. Pl- I mean, I've been playing them. Uh, I've been playing them a lot more lately, and so it's becoming a lot a lot more clear whether there's. A game that if it's I'm, bad controls or if it's just you, right, right, exactly, <laughs> and and I'm tending to think. Um, also, also, I I was I was playing a game, playing a playing the disc from a long time ago on a console that's from a long time. So ago. there's a chance that so, there was something in in your setup that was yeah. There was I mean, there were definitely because there were definitely fair. some glitches when when there would be too many characters on there would be like lags when there were too many characters on screen and it was such an early game that having all those things on the screen was probably taxing the system pretty yeah. hard so that would make sense um so what was your ranking okay. for all these things so gameplay is it fun i'll give it a well it was less fun than super star wars so it needs wow. to be less um well cuz super star wars was just hard yeah, like if I'd a, if I'd a grind because I I probably didn't I honestly probably have put more time if you take the the amount of time that I played today plus like a couple months ago when I revisited it and tried tried to play through it a bunch um, I probably put more time into this and got less far um, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna give it a six 
Okay, you gave um, Super Star Wars an eight. Yeah. Um, mechanics, uh, controls. That's going to be a five. That's that's going to be really hurt. Yeah, um, I can see that. Story. Um, I'll give it. I'll give it an eight. Uh, music. I'm actually gonna. I'll go ahead and give it a five for music because just because this pro- this probably was one of the earlier um, uh, examples of more a more orchestral feel. Um, it definitely meshes with Star Wars, and I actually like. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a five for that. I actually like that Mace Windu has a blue lightsaber. Um, originality. Eh. I'll give it a. What did I give Super Star Wars a three? Yes, a three. Yeah, I'll give it a 2.5. Okay. I think that we should be allowed to do halves if it's that like that. Okay. I decided just now. Okay, I mean, it sort of negates the point of doing it out of 50 instead of 100, but sure. Oh, well. It's fine. I mean, but it's a two, it's a half of a thing. It's, it's. It's right at it's right at average. When it's out of five, it has to you have to be able to have um, overall feel. Uh, I'm uh, well. I'm I gotta dock some points because it doesn't hold up that well. Okay. Um, Did I'm not gonna, age well. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three. No two. Two. Ooh. All right. Um, yeah. So, so that adds up to a 33.5, which okay. is slightly, very slightly higher than uh, Super Star Wars. Yeah, that feels right. That yeah. feels right. Because both of them are, both of them are slightly unoriginal platformers um, that are... Oh wait, it's better than Super Star Wars. It, is, it came out a little higher oh, because than Super of, Star because Wars because of because Super Star Wars did stuff wrong. Right, Jedi Super Star, Star Wars really do Super Star wrong. Wars lost a lot of points on the five point categories. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it, it came out uh, six and a half points lower than uh, X Wing, and tw- uh, uh, twelve points higher than the Force Unleashed. <laughs> So that's our ratings for uh, this session. Super Star Wars gets a 30 out of 50. Jedi Power Battles gets a 33.5. X-Wing gets a 40 out of 50. And The Force Unleashed gets a dismal 2150. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we clearly know how to talk about Star Wars video games because this uh, has we've been talking for an hour and a half. Oh my. Um, so uh so I do think I do think cutting down to uh, cutting down to two games for the next episode is a cool um, did you have any ga- uh, games in mind that you wanted to do next? Oh, games in mind. Um, I don't have anything on the top of my head okay. right now. Okay. Well, I've got a few that I've been thinking about. Um, I did just pick up Bounty Hunter and Masters of Terrace Kazi. I do have Bounty Hunter, and I do remember loving Bounty Hunter, so I would okay. be ha- I would happily replay that one. Let's do Let's do Bounty Hunter, and then something that's uh, well, Masters of Terrace Kazi is probably short. That's a that's a, that's a PS two fight or PS one fighting game. Oh yeah, that review will probably not last very long. Um, also, next one we've agreed to uh, review the same games, mm-hmm. so we have very different ideas on what makes a game good, and our score points for uh, reviewing each other's games probably would have been different. Like mm-hmm. Kendall probably would have reviewed uh, The Force Unleashed much higher than I did, whereas I, there's a good chance that I would have reviewed. 
uh, Jedi power battles a little bit higher than he did, mm. and Super Star Wars worse. So, in the next couple ones, we'll, you'll, we'll give a dual rating where we can sort of average it out, and you'll you can you, maybe on the last episode we go back, we go back and do the and do these the games that we didn't play. Perhaps, perhaps yeah. in two years. That that sort of. <laughs> Implies an organization to, uh, <laughs> I don't know, and, and just assuming we make it that far. I mean, I hope we do, but we'll see. Do we know how many games are in, are in our um, selection? It's it's. I don't know the exact number uh, off the top of my head. It's roughly seventy. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we're going to be at this a while. Yeah. Uh, especially so. if we're only doing two a month. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you can. I mean, you can just only do so much. Yeah. I feel like two, maybe three, if one of yeah. them's short. Yeah. I just don't want to. Um, I don't want to over overcommit and then be like, you know, getting uh, review the first two levels of a game. Right. If we play Knights of the Old Republic, I don't want to spend four hours reviewing it and then expect to have fairly reviewed the entire right, game, right. considering it takes 50 hours or something like that to mm-hmm. play through. Cool. Cool. Well, um, so I think that is, so that is all. So next, so Bounty Hunter and and Masters of Tereskazi? Or do you want to... Uh, Masters of Tereskazi is fine, probably. We may throw another one in. Uh, you'll know when we put the next episode out, because that's what we'll be reviewing. We'll figure something yeah. else okay. out. Okay, cool. Cool. Until next time, um... Uh, thanks for collecting Katarn. Yep. I'm Nick, and that's <laughs> and Kendall. I'm Kendall.